My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And we are in New York City Beach. Uh, we are listening to some new music. We are here reunited once again. Kicking it in my kitchen. Bra, bra. On a Saturday afternoon. La Beverly Shaw. It doesn't um, get much better than this, folks. It really doesn't. Uh, right now, we're listening to a song by Triones. This is featuring Mari Chan. Uh, the song is called Ninja Way. Uh, and we're going to wrap that up, and we'll be right back with a brand new music episode. liked that song um it's one of my favorites that you brought in because i was listening to them before and um so this is triones who i was familiar with of course shout out polo vega and mexicali but um what's what's the story on this song it's a little different yes so (laughs) triones um again very good friend of the show loves uh, sending love to that crazy motherfucker out in mexicali i love that guy uh by the way if you do not follow him on instagram highly recommended it's the only meme page you will ever need um and and yeah so triones is this super cerebral um uh producer and and he again he's been you know like kind of major a little under 10 years now 
Um, and but again, he's known for being cerebral. He's known for being a bit on the dark side, not not like gothy or anything, but a, a little brooding. Um, and you know, he started his career out as part of a synth pop band called Ella Tiene Dos Androides, um, and it was very nice and sunny. And she fun. has two androids. Yes. Um, it was just him and uh, a friend who I think moved to Mexico City or Spain. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and, and then, again, and then Trillones happened, and it was just kind of dark and, and, and brainy. And, and he's like, I'm kind of tired of that. And like, we were talking about it. He's like, he put out a song in April, and it's called La Nueva Despedida, The New Goodbye, or The New Farewell. Um, I really wanted to bring that song onto the show, but then, you know, we didn't do a music, a new music episode for like several months. And I was like, well, it's a little late, but I'm bringing it at the end of the year for sure. It's maybe my favorite song of the year. Wow. Um, yeah. It's it, it like, there's something about that song that's, it makes me smile. It actually brings a tear to my ear, to my eye and my ear. <laughs> um, and yeah, Richard, it, if your if your ears are crying, that's, that's not tears. <laughs> oh God. Um, it's just, it's a tumor. Um, but, um, so, but anyway, um, and so that, again, that was a very, like, it was, it was funny. It was humorous. It was very sweet. It was uptempo. And then this song with, with Marichan, uh, who is this up, up and coming rapper. I mean, well, I don't even want to describe her as such. Cause like, she didn't really have, a, an interest or, or a, a, a musical career before this. She just like, they're good friends and they were kicking it one day and he was like working on a beat and she started sort of like, you know, just fucking around and, and like rapping. And it's very like otaku. I mean, like at the beginning of the song, you can hear like a Pikachu sample. Um, Marichan obviously is Maruchan, which is the fucking like couple noodle soups. Um, oh, actually I just got that. That's the pun. Yeah. And again, and it's just like, it, it's otaku vibes. I mean, uh, she performed this dress the first time when they first debuted it. She performed it dressed in a Sailor Moon cosplay. Um, and I was like, I, he messaged me what the idea was. I was like, you better fucking otaku yourself. He's like, I, I, yeah, I was like, I'm trying to get a Goku t-shirt. I was like, go to your local Friki Plaza and get a fucking Naruto headband. And so I actually got to write up this song in Remesla. Yes! And the picture, they actually used the promo picture in the banner where he like, she's just like, oh, like doing like peace signs and stuff. And he actually has his Naruto headband. And I was so proud of that. I was like, yes. Um, and yeah. So it's just it's just fun and cute and so silly and like whimsical and and again it's still a fucking bop like it starts kind of like weird and then it just like blows up towards the end and it's just like again you know whatever Triones is doing whatever this new uh, cycle is I'm very very here for it and it seems that they're going to be dropping in a, a collaborative EP he and Mari Chan so uh, watch out for that um, okay I'm stoked on that so anyway so we's in New York City baby um, I'm actually so I've already I'm, I just got to New York City like three days ago um, I, um, yeah, I mentioned this in our last new music episode that I was going to come because I have like some personal things that I need to resolve and then I'm going to be doing uh, a bunch of interviews I've already started I mean I've interviewed Solomon Ray uh, Max Cueto, Abdiscolai, Stefa, um, uh, Matteo Kingman, Nino Augustine. I mean, get ready for this rollout, people. Baby, do we have some good interviews coming up? Uh, but I wanted to drop this this episode first because um, our Monterrey series is starting immediately after this this episode, um, and yeah, so that's going to be happening, and we'll probably have another episode where uh, Beverly and I will be talking as a transition point into the New York City series. Um, so, I, th- th- you know, I wanted to release this episode first just to give you guys a, a little uh, idea of what's been happening. Um, but Bev, I, you know, I haven't seen you since November when I was last in New York. What, what, what have you been up to, Miss Thang? 
Oh, I think a lot. I don't even remember, but I did get, I got a job. Can we talk about it or is it still a very discreet thing? Well, we can talk about it. I am legally required to explain that uh, I work for a, uh, I work for a recruiting company called Vaco who provides me to YouTube to be a music programmer. Hey. So I'm doing indie rock and um, alternative music, uh, which means it's not just it's not just indie rock. So like I have uh, there's occupational hazards. I have um, <laughs> I have songs by the Killers and Bowling for Soup stuck in my head on a regular basis. Look, Stacey's mom still has it going on. So like respect. You're right, and I'm Mr. <laughs> Brightside. <laughs> Um, but there's also perks. Uh, it is, I am located in the Google offices, even though I'm legally required to stress that I work for Vaco. Yes. Uh, which is great because (laughs) like, you know, people bring their adorable dogs in and, uh, there's free food. Yes. And yeah. And I just, I'm like a futuristic DJ now. For my job. That's amazing. I mean, it's, and I, I think actually it's a really cool uh, that you're working at the YouTube offices or at the Google offices, I should say, because like I, I, I've been there a number of times. I had many friends that worked at Google over the years. Um, and like we used to go like play board games and like still like I was just a guy coming in and we would still raid the pantry and it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not allowed to bring anyone in. Boo. And not yet. I mean, it, you did just start, but. No. Well, maybe if they, if they made me a, like a real a real girl. A real proper employee. Yeah, but... A real girl. Come on, Pinocchio. Um, Pinocchio. But uh, we can still meet up and get tacos downstairs at Chelsea Market. That's going to be too expensive. I'd rather just wait till I'm in Mexico. I'll just buy you some tacos, okay? Fine. Thank you, real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The roles have reversed. <laughs> yes. Um, and well, again, we, we uh, are gathered here today to get through this thing called life, and we're going to be listening to uh, some new music. Um, again, like that's the other reason I was just like, there's going to be so many, uh, Monterrey episodes. I was like, this shit is not going to be new <laughs> anymore by the time I release it. So I was like, I want to drop this. Like this is coming out like two days after we record it. Um, and so, yeah, so we kicked off with Triones and up next, we're going to listen to some Gianluca. Ooh, um, I really liked this. This is my other favorite song that you brought. It's like, um, lo-fi, uh, reggaeton. Good to know I blew my load real, real early in the show. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the other ones were okay. But no, tell me about this guy. Um, so Gianluca, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that you're asking me about him because like, I feel, I mean, we've brought his music in before and I feel like you've brought his music in before. No. Um, no? Because Gianluca is like this major um, uh, emerging trap star out of Chile. Like, you know, like... Like, I have not brought you a trap star from Chile. Really? Okay. Because like a few, so a few years ago, right? So like Javier Amena, Alex Amanter Astro. So that wave happened. Mm-hmm. The new wave that's happening is like Gianluca, I would say is really at the forefront of it. Uh, you have Princesa Alba, you have Paloma Mami, which um, I wouldn't even, I, I mean, she's part of this moment, but she's so much larger than it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of more from the outside than on the inside. Um, but yeah, like there's this like smaller wave of like trap that's like, blowing up uh trap or r&b influence oh yeah trap throughout south america is yeah. huge right now yeah um, is huge out in um fucking argentina and yep. um god there's another there's this argentine chick and i forget her name um and, and the music's good it's coming into its own yeah. it's got its own thing going mm-hmm. on 
it's really and, and get hit people again it's like because it's like it's taking all the popular trends that um reggaeton has established and then again it's like you know but we're gonna bring a little r&b into it we're gonna bring a little dembo into it a little trap into it we're gonna just like make it a little more you know a little fresher a little bit more local a little I more think tailored like all global music is like converging on a single point i've said this before mm-hmm. but that single point is going to slap yeah. So I kind of don't care. By the way, my voice today, I mean, I was yesterday with Dominicans, so you already understand that I was screaming a lot. Um, and so I'm going to be giving you NPR realness on this day. Um. <laughs> I'm always giving you NPR realness. And now that I have a day job, I'm like extra tired, cranky grandma. Actually, with these with these beautiful curls and these glasses, you are definitely giving like NPR sweater weather moments. I cannot <laughs> wait. Pumpkin spice life. Oh my God. Okay, let's transition to some Gianluca. The song is called Flotando. I actually am really excited about this song because again, he's mostly known for his trap. And for this, he actually like got cut loose a little bit. Like he's, he's this like art trap boy, like very sad boy vibes. Art trap. I love it. Yeah. And so like, this is more like reggaeton. It's a little bit more up tempo. This is more dance floor. The other one was like, you know, you're smoking some weed, maybe drinking a little lean. You're just chilling and like in your feelings, this is like, no, no, you can get up now. You can, you can cut loose. You can, you know, go cut a rug. Um, so again, the song is called flotando. This is by Gianluca. It's brand fucking new. Um, and we'll be right back with more new music. Necesita maquillaje Si tú eres La más bonita que hay No necesito equipaje Solo quiero Verte y fumar Quiero disolverme Junto a ti Quiero Quiero envolverme de ti 
Tú piensas que me tienes donde quieres, baby, pero no Y piensas que me sabes ser feliz, pero no Las cosas han cambiado por aquí, suerte Te piensas que me vas a hacer sufrir, pero no, no Yo ya aprendí, crees que soy débil, pero no, no Y sabes mentir, y te ves bien heavy, pero no, no Yo me arrepentí, una mil veces de tu amor Tú crees que caeré, no en tu redes, pero no Alguien te lo tenía que decir bien claro thing you just heard was Sophie de la Torre mm-hmm. and um so she's from Spain yeah I was gonna say you said she was yeah okay yeah and she's been around for a while but um I brought in a mix of artists who are brand new and just new to me and have new songs um and you know we sometimes do artists from Spain mm-hmm. and I just thought this song was a bop so there you are yeah I mean uh again it's just this very um it's funny because like the playlist is gonna start really sort of like clubby dancey and then we're gonna like have a little lull of more like in my feelings, sort of like this bedroom psych pop moments. Um, but I really like this song because again, it's just like, it's very much again in that Paloma Mami, very like current sort of like, you know, dimbo-ish world pop moment that we're having. Mm-hmm. But it's like light and airy. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like, uh, 
almost like a, a reggaeton feel, but with like, you know, dry Spanish Mediterranean weather. It gave me a little like Rosalia, but not trying too hard. Yeah, which I think is one reason why like she's kind of surfaced now. People are like looking for Rosalia clones. But it, it, and yeah. I'll take it. Uh, well, actually, that's really not a bad assessment. And also, like since since because uh, she's been around for a while, yes. as we mentioned. Yes, I've I've heard the name. I've never heard her music. Um, and it's funny because like I've I've been noticing everything that Rosalia has released since Con Altura with J Balvin mm-hmm. has been has felt really forced. Um, or or you know um, the fucking Money Man EP. Um, it's that's the name. Yeah. Why does this happen? Um, and now, like the new song with Osuna, it just feels so forced. I was just like, I mean, again, the children are still gonna dance, and I'm and I'm and I hope they enjoy themselves. But I, but it's starting to feel really like, oh, like y'all are really trying to like make this white lady from Europe the face of Urbano, and it's just like that deserves some questions, particularly as a Spaniard who calls herself Latina. She uh, or does Lat- what? Yeah, she's like, I feel Latina. I feel Latinx. And we were like, what? Twitter let her have it a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, see, this is the thing. I started a new job a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have, I've missed everything. Mm-hmm. I, apparently I've been like so out of the loop that Rosalia was canceled and I didn't even know it. Well, I mean, everybody's canceled and then uncanceled because, you know, double standards. But like, <laughs> um, you know, but 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 anyway, like Rosalia's like I'm, I've been seeing a lot of very valid arguments. Like you're really just making this this again this like gringa, but not gringa, but this European lady the face of Urbano, and that's um, concerning. I mean, not to and again, not to diminish her talent, not to um, no, we all love Rosalia, and not to and not even to criticize. Like I mean, she's a pop star. Like I'm not mad at, that she's like out here trying to like grow and like collaborate with like huge names like Balvin and you know Nosuna. There's nothing okay, wrong. but like saying I feel Latinx kind of crosses a line. That does cross a line, and it also you know I, the, something that I've been kind of railing against recently is narratives. People that are so eager to create narratives, and it's just like you're not being critical. Again, like uh, she was included in NPR's best uh, something like like Latin artists. A while ago, and I like, and I made a comment about that, and like, actually had a very interesting conversation with Catalina Maria Johnson about it. Um, but the point is that like, she's not Latina. That's that's just that. I mean, and you know, that's one reason why I'm glad we play um, artists from Spain mm-hmm. on this show because um, they are always in the mix of this um, music that we cover, and yeah. it's it's part of the story. So we get to talk about it. Like if we didn't play artists artists from Spain on the show, we couldn't yeah. be talking about this right now. Yeah, I mean, and also logistically, I mean, we all speak. You know, we're playing artists that play that speak Spanish. I mean, which that, is why you know artists from Latin America will be big in Spain yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And and again, like I mean, like it's colonization, sure, but like I mean, the influence is, I mean, direct. You know. Um, and like, for example, like Radio Menea has made a very deliberate choice not to feature Spanish artists because like they're so much of their, uh, perspective is anti-colonial and I respect that very much for me again. Like I, I rather like keep it broad, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and, and again, one influences the other. And I mean um, like that works for our, um, but this works for like what we're about. Totally. Absolutely. But, you know, um, it's interesting what you said about narratives because mm-hmm. like, Yes, journalists are storytellers, but we're supposed to tell true stories. Yes. And that's always the tough part of the job because sometimes um, the truth doesn't have a perfect narrative arc and Mm -hmm. it's hard to tie it up with a little bow. Mm -hmm. And that's the hell of it because you have to, you you do have to tell a good story because otherwise, like, 
you your audience is not going to like people only understand mm-hmm. stories. So you can't just give someone data. But yes. at the same time, what you give them has to be true. Well, I also think like there's just again, we've become so socially conscious of things that we aren't really being critical in any way, shape, or form. I mean, you know, like Kuko, for example, his music has become bad. And that's Well, also like I just don't I mean He's singing about meth, glorifying meth use. Well, there's like, also like the whole like, how did he go from being like sweet, like, oh, I just hope this girl likes me to like, you stupid, like you stupid bitch, you broke my heart. Where did, what is this? I mean, I guess he was listening to Eminem. But, I guess he's, <laughs> he's trying to be cool. What is this? But, but again, it's like, you know, of course, Google matters to a community. You know, and that's okay, and you can highlight that, but you can also react to the music in a sober, you know, way. Um, same with like the the J Balvin Bad Bunny album. Like, I'm not asking people to sit here panning that album. I mean, but like, you talk to the fans, and they're like, "Well, it was meh." There's like two or three songs that are good. You know, you talk to the critics, and they say the same thing, and it's like, right? But then you read the coverage about it, and it's like universal praise, and it's like, I know that you need to generate traffic, but like, you can also make some observations, like the fact. That like it's mostly really, 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 really regular music. Uh, it's very YouTube algorithm, and the fact that Bad Bunny outpaces J Balvin ever at every fucking turn. You had to say YouTube algorithm. You couldn't say Spotify algorithm. Um, no, because it's like there's a very. You sp- had to call me out. I well, no, I lived in Queens for three years, and so like there's a very like club DJs DJ directly off YouTube, which actually really it's a good thing. yeah, you don't know that. No, yeah, that well, I've been well. Uh, this is a conversation for another day, but I was I've I've been questioning recently the um, relevance of music videos because it's just like it makes sense if you're a big star because so many people just dj directly off youtube but if you're like an indie artist people aren't really watching youtube for you people are listening to spotify for you so it's like other than a lyric video is it does it make sense for you as an indie artist to invest in a music video you know um this is a question that i'm currently exploring and researching and might consider writing something about in the future um but but yeah, but anyway. I think it does because um, blogs still matter. And mm-hmm. so they write about a blog. And also people share a video. It becomes, a video is essentially like a meme that like with a song embedded in it. But I mean, if you think about like, let's let's talk about like a medium tier indie artist. Let's say a Gianluca, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Gianluca's emerging. He's exciting. You know, he might invest, uh, let's say a thousand dollars in a music video, probably more like two to three because he, you know, he's starting to get backed. I think he's on Kemasu Cabeza now. Um, you know, his video, that video is not going to get more than 50,000 plays. I guarantee we can go on YouTube right now and look. Um, and so it's just like, is that really worth it? I mean, maybe that's 50,000 people, I guess that he reached. I, 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 but like, if you think about an indie band, like, um, uh, uh, for example, like Triones, right? For that Ninja Way song, you know, Mari Chan actually, I think she's a graphic designer. She just did a karaoke video for it. It was like a lyric video and it has like 10,000 plays and it's like, that's so I much think, more economical. I think you have to know why you're making a music video. Don't right. just make a music video because you have to make a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, is this part of a campaign around an album? Are you... I think it's just an outdated uh, sense of what's expected from you as a recording artist. Right. Do not do a music video for that reason. Yeah. But do a music video. A music video, I think, can be very helpful for an indie artist, but you can't just make a music video. Right. Make a music video that will get people talking. Make a music video that will be get people's attention, make yeah. a music video that people will share. Right. And also, don't just release it randomly. Um, Ooh, tell people. <laughs> make sure that people know the video's coming yes. out. Yes. 
give people lots of lead time. Yes. Don't just dump it onto the internet. Then you did waste your money. Leverage the shit if out of the video. If you follow me, my personal accounts on social media, you will know that I've been preaching this bullshit forever. I be trying to coach my friends, and friends don't be listening, and then they be like, "Well, nobody listened to it, or nobody wrote about it." I'm like, "Like, do a music video as part of a campaign. You can't that is launching your album. You can't release a song on Friday and send the email on Thursday night and think that everybody's gonna write about it. Like, we have schedules, and also like a lot of people don't want to write about." shit that already dropped you know like it's called news not old and somebody this some, is also true some Why? publicist tried to get in my face and was like well it's not news it's content and i was like baby you can call it whatever the fuck you want if it's been out for a month it's not relevant or interesting anymore yeah that's not what we do yeah. we don't do content we do news i mean go find the content people if you've got content I'm i don't like, know you can play semantics all day i mean at the end of the day the t- the, the clock wakes waits for no one <laughs> you know i yeah i get what what i hate is like when um a publicist takes on apparently an account that's mm. like on an album that's like been out for a while and it's like they have to know that we're not going to want to cover something mm-hmm. that's that that's been out for a long time, but they're, and yet they're willing to take someone's money the, to do a campaign yeah. because, and they're willing to tell the artist like, yeah, we can give you a boost or something. Or that's the only thing I can think of that would explain why these people come at me with like, do you want to write about this album that's been out for 10 years? I'm like, you know, there is not an editor in the world that will let me write a review of an album that's been out for a month. Somebody got mad at me because I didn't want to write about their single that dropped in 2017. What I was like, uh, fuck. I, I was while like, I'm are at you it, serious. Okay, people, <laughs> put your music on Bandcamp. It doesn't cost you anything, and you can Ooh. make money. Ooh, preach it, preach it. Um, well, speaking of attention grabbing uh, content, uh, we have a ne- uh, up next a song by Ivy J. <laughs> uh, um, and you and um, if Jay is is definitely getting some attention. Yeah, no, I mean, well, she's uh, she's quite different from a lot of artists we usually play. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a pop R and B singer songwriter mm-hmm. who's signed to Atlantic. Whoa, I don't know and that. Yeah, um, she is going to be a big deal. Um, but you know, she's playing uh, tomorrow yeah. at the concert that I am going to, and that you are not. Yay! And. Um, yeah, no, there's just, uh, she's very, like, uh, very up and coming. She's 16 years old. No. Yes. Oops, she doesn't look it. Um, she, Richard, that was inappropriate. Well, it's the Instagram eyebrows. You're objectifying a teenager. I'm, am I? Kind of. <laughs> um, she's, uh, she's Puerto Rican, Dominican, and Colombian. Okay. And. Work three parents. Um, I'm like, I didn't, look, I don't understand the math there, but. <laughs> Um, it's, it's labels for the Twitter bio and clout. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) you know, people have like lots of flags in their Twitter bio. It's like one side, the other side. I don't know. I know it's, it's about what we are, not who we are anyway. It's (laughs) cynicism. Anyway. (laughs) So here's your, here's your dose of spicy cynicism. (laughs) And, um, okay. But the important thing is that she's very talented and that is one reason why I brought her in. Tell me about the song care. What, uh, what, what about it? What are we twerking? It's purdy. It's purdy. Yeah. Just, just put it on Richard. (laughs) Okay. So this is if Jay, the song is care. Uh, and we'll be right back with more new music. You want to be chilling. I'm up in your city. Just got my nails did Feeling my best in You ask how do I do it It don't take a village Cause you want a bad bitch 
And I'm on some bad shit, but I I can make you cry, yeah, yeah. I could get a little bit wild, yeah, yeah. Talk about side, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just mad I can take you high, yeah, yeah. Tell you what I lie, yeah, yeah. But I thought you should know If you care for me, care for me, care for me Do it carefully, carefully, carefully if you care for me, care for me, care for me, oh If you care for me, please just do it carefully You like that I'm different, soon as I'm gone and you miss it I don't miss you, no you I'm just pushing your buttons, I love it when you get bothered And that's the truth, a truth, oh. I can make you cry, I, I, I can get
All right, Debit collaborating with Javier Estrada. Yes. That's what we just heard. She dug up some bones right there. Javier Estrada has been out of the limelight for a hot minute. I'm pretty sure I saw him at Norma a few years ago. Yeah, but he was always the shit. Oh, yeah. And this song is called The Alphabet. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me about this. So Debit released a uh, an EP inspired by um, Tribal Guarachero. Um, so like all this Tribal music. Oh, tribal right. Mont- yes. Tribal. Yes. So yeah, Debit, um, Debit basically like uh, kills it. <laughs> so she released this EP called System. Um, and again, it's basically like, it, again, it's Tribal Guarachero, but it, it kind of takes um, some like goth shit, some industrial shit, some of that, like, post-club stuff. Rito Son 2.0, then? Um, no. I mean, and Nafi... Yes. Nafi is definitely out here trying to be like, bitch, we brought Tribal back. And I was like, actually, uh, that Triona song that I referred to, uh, La Nueva Despedida, came out in April, um, and that's also Tribal. Mm. Um, it, again, it's a very, like, stripped-down, different take on Tribal. And but it, but it, and not to say that Triona is a kick that started this, but I'm saying, like, Tribal has been seeing... I, I know I saw Tribal, or her Tribal from someone else fairly recently. Um, and it's it's seeing a, a a bit of a resurgence because Tribal, when it first exploded, I mean, everybody probably knows that Intentalo song by Tribal Monterrey. That's the song that was like most iconic. It won a, a Grammy. Uh, an upcoming episode uh, will feature uh, an interview with Eric Rincon, our first Grammy winner. What? Um, yeah, that, that was crazy cool. Um, and we talked about that. But basically, like, Tribal has been seeing a resurgence in the last couple of years because when it first exploded, it was very kitschy. Um, people just were thought it was a bit of a meme, a bit of a joke, um, but rhythmically, it's super interesting. Yeah, and it was, ne- but the people making it were dead serious. Oh, and they are brilliant. I mean, like, and I, for the record, was dead serious about it. So, oh, so I was. So again, uh, part of the interviews that are upcoming from Monterrey, uh, one of those other interviews is with Trill House, who uh, was the in-house beat maker and like engineer at um, Homegrown Mafia. Um, and so he like worked with like um, oh god uh, yoga fire uh, la plebada fantasy like all these like well known trap stars aleman um, and so like and we were talking we were just sitting in this in Nurri Dog's studio with Eric Rincon and he's like you know like I can't wrap my head around the the tribal rhythm he's like I just can't do it. And Eddie Rincon is just like, oh, it's super easy. Like, you know, like what? And so like, he's like, yeah, I made two tracks yesterday. Pulled up SoundCloud. He's like, boo, 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 boo. And like, again, like. Well, okay. But he's Eric Rincon. Yeah. But he made them. That's what he does. He makes two incredible tracks in a day. And like, you know, both Trill House and I are like shook, like face crack. And we're like, what? So like, it's really cool that like, um, again, this, this sort of like, um, not, I don't want to say a forgotten rhythm, but it's like, it's a, it's a. It's a de- definitely an underestimated rhythm. Um, is know, is having it, a I moment in the sun again? Forgotten. It's it is definitely like remember tree ball. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, it's kind of throwback. But there is like a, a certain aspect of it that was never taken seriously. It was always like kind of a joke. Like even Intentalo, which was this massive hit, is kind of seen as like a kitschy hit. Like it's kind of like more of a meme. Um, so again, like I think it's really cool that like um, the different artists are starting to come back. And again, like el, el, that actually happens a lot. Where like something is, people like roll their eyes at something a little bit at a time, and then it ends up when there's a revival. That's yeah. when people take it seriously and claim that like, oh, actually, I always thought it was cool. Like um, for instance, heavy metal became cool and has been and is now like critically appreciated. Sure. But like. Yeah. There was a time when everyone was like, oh, metal. Yeah. Yeah. And and who best to sort of reconceptualize 
you know, something than debit. I mean, she's so fucking smart. I'm trying to interview her while I'm out here. And I mean, hopefully our schedules can sync up. Um, but she's so damn brilliant, you know, and and yeah, again, she just put like a very intellectual spin on it. And again, it's very it's very dark. It's very interesting. Um, I highly recommend it. I mean, resident advisor, fact mag, all like raved about it. Um, I love a brainy dance track. And I also love how much appreciation she is getting. Yes. It is deserved. And if you love a brainy tra- uh, a brainy dance track, up next we have uh, a song by Edgar Mondragon. It's called Lumina. And it's this is off his uh, very recent EP. It's not new anymore, but it's like two months old. Uh, and when the EP is called Nova. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of his solo work since uh, disbanding, the band Mondragon, mm-hmm. um, this is his best. Uh, this is, like, Nova is fantastic. Again, this is one of my favorite records of the year. Uh, it's like a six-track EP. Um, and Lumina is is sort of like the danceable high point, as far as I'm concerned. It's, again, it's it's still ambient, but it's very dancey. It's super cerebral. Um, and, and I got to see him perform a lot of this live recently because uh, he, uh, Trillones, and... Uh, another Mexican producer called Aquamute, they started a label together called Perfiles Bajos. Um, and so they had like a little showcase at 316 Centro in Mexico City. Shout out Victoria Forever. That space is beautiful. Um, and it was fantastic. And I was like, oh, Mondragon's going to play. Okay, I, I bet it'll be fine. And like, I was dancing my ass off. And I was just like, this is ambient though. <laughs> um, and it's great. Um, I'm really, really excited about this track. Uh, again, it's called Lumina. It's by Edgar Mondragon. Okay, Richard, fuck me up.
never leave your side I'll stay forever I can't go back
Okie dokie. So this is uh, where we're starting sort of like our, our slower, sort of like more mellow, chill out section of like drowsy bedroom poppy type of things. Um, uh, talk to me about Los Retros. This song is called Never Have Enough. Um, you, you know me, I'm an up-tempo kind of girl. So like, you know, I, I, I'm a little like, hmm, okay. All right. Well, okay. So Never Have Enough is a song by Los Retros, which is actually like one guy. Uh, Maury Tapia. Oh, really? Yep. Who <laughs> okay. is, he's 19 years old. He's from Oxnard, California. Okay. And um, Oxnard sounds like a place in Middle Earth. It's not. The elves of Oxnard. Middle <laughs> Empire. Middle Cadley. I don't know. Um, Middle East Los. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so he's just out of high school and also just signed to Stone's Throw. Out of high school. Yep. <laughs> and so his, this is off his uh, debut EP, Retrospect. Okay, cute. And yeah, so it's a little bit laid back funk thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit cuckoo. It's a little bit Omar Apollo. These days, what isn't? Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit Daniel Caesar. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit Khalid. A little it bit Clyro. A little bit um, Rex Orange County. It's a little bit of Monica in my... Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Um, but you know what? And honestly, Mac DeMarco's to blame for all of this. Yeah. Um, but you know what? This actually, I don't mind it that much. I couldn't listen to it to relax mm, okay. because um, it's a little too cloying and sugary. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever like smell something that's like too sweet and you just can't focus? Yes. Or like it, you, or like you're eating something and like it, you don't really enjoy it because it like makes your teeth hurt. Because it's too sweet? Yes, whenever I hug Bay, I get that. I get that feeling. Aw, <laughs> Richard. Shout out to not my boyfriend. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I like, uh, yeah, so, but I kind of, so it's, I wish that this was relaxing for me, but it's not. Mm. But it is kind of nice and cute. I would like to see this guy live. Yeah, for me, this kind of music is more infuriating than it is relaxing, you Okay, know? you're not... I mean, okay, you hate it. Well, I don't want to say that I hate it, because it's not offensive to me, but it's just like, it's just that the children have become so boring, which is why I will not be going to see Caliucci's and Cuco and Helado Negro and, uh, uh, you know, Jasper Bones. Again, everybody is objectively talented, but it's just like, it's also a snooze, and the children are boring. The children don't want to have fun the children just want to like lounge and i guess that's their prerogative but it's definitely not mine and i don't need to co-sign it this is this is true um i mean i it's i'm not mad at it i am like why does everything sound the same now and like why is everyone like rabidly frothing like over it yeah well, i mean everybody's just like you know i just i don't know i just can't move and like i'm getting the depression hungers and like i just want to sit and like you know rock Yo, in my in like Myself in like my tears. day, we were depressed, but we were screaming along to Fugazi. Okay, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> we were working through our emotions. Here, we're just sitting in them, and like I don't know, <laughs> uh, like trashing a Starbucks to mm-hmm. protest the World Trade Organization. Again, I have said on this very show, you know, like just because something is not for you doesn't mean that you can't let other people have fun. 
again, I think the children are boring. Well, they're also they're and also very sensitive and sweet. Girl, no, and they just they, they just want sweet. a better world. Don't let them lie to you. They ain't sweet. They nasty. <laughs> like you spend a lot of like, you spend enough time on Twitter that you should know that by now. But um, but I will say again, like just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for everyone, and doesn't mean it's not good. So anyway, um, watch most, out. Men, much of it is not good. Watch out for this guy though, because. Mm. Um, now that Kuko has gone into the mainstream and is getting attention, uh, this guy has gone straight to the mainstream playlist. Right. Okay, maybe you're bored with Kuko, but you know what? He has opened doors that have not been opened before. Actually, I'm kind of offended by Kuko at this point, but anyway. So, like, yeah, well, at any rate, we can, <laughs> let's move on. Well, we have uh, similarly flavored sounds from the Altons now. Uh, this is a song called Maldito. Okay, this is not similar. It's way more um, adult and very NPR, and but also from California. That's a read, girl. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. I can read things. Oh, Just sh- because I'm tolerant doesn't mean I don't have a critical perspective. Uh, no, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just saying, like, that's shady. Yeah, I mean, like, this to me, like, actually, the Altons are, if anything, uh, less interesting than Los Retros, but... I would add, however, that they are um, more musically complex, more musically legit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you are like, uh, if you are grown folks, uh, check out the Altons. You might like it. Okay. So again, the song is called Maldito. This is by the Altons. And we will be right back with more new music. Yeah. 
que va a pasar porque otra vez no estoy bien Veo que aquí estamos todos Buenos días y tomen lo que digan si me ven Y de pronto regresar sin siquiera contestar Siento bien que me extraño, que me extraño por acá Es lo que estoy esperando The second song that we just heard there is by Dromedarios Magicos. Uh, this song is called Buenos Dias. Um, and this is a brand new single. It just dropped yesterday, uh, today's Saturday. That was Friday. Um, and I like it because 
Um, it's giving me, well, aside from the, the, the fact that I, I did actually enjoy the song, um, it is a progression. It's a musical progression for Dromedarios because he's, you know, he's mostly known for his like sitting there with an acoustic guitar and just like making these very sort of like weepy, like cute ballads. Um, and he has performed with a band before, you know, it's not, that's not what really makes it interesting. It's sort of like, you know, we're going to find like a little electronic production, a little sort of like this bedroom pop sort of feel. Um, it is trying something new. I really do like the production on this track. I think he sounds really great. Um, and he, again, he's trying new things. And at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, you can't do the same thing forever and like expect people to always eat it up, Drake. But, you know, um, you know, like we are just cranky today. I, girl, it is early. <laughs> we are tired. We are like I had a look. I had a long week. So just like, <laughs> sorry. Um, and yeah, I mean, Dromedarios, again, Dromedarios has been a little sleepy for a while, but like he's been releasing. He's getting ready to release a new record. Um, and Dromedarios, it's funny, like we're talking about like, you know, the 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 sort of like loungy, you know, druggy teens in the U.S. Um, Drome has become one of like the major faces of a of a very, uh, I'm not gonna say too new, but it's been going on for like a year, maybe two now in Mexico, where like this folk movement has kind of exploded, um, and it's a, it's a teenage folk movement. It's geared towards like kids like literally they're playing high schools um but they're getting record deals so if you have you have bands like um again you have dromedarios magicos you have ed maverick who i will probably play for like our year-end wrap-up um because again all his songs are a little old now uh, or at least the big ones um uh you know kevin carl bratty dreams you know so like i have not heard of any of these people this is fascinating it, you have to do a story i'm developing a story all right <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm waiting to like secure some details from some of these key players before i start pitching proper um but the point is that like yeah so it's just like it again it's mostly geared towards the kids like literally high school kids like everybody's under 25 you know who likes music kids yeah well, and like they're playing malls, they're playing record stores, they're playing, you know, like they're playing high schools. Mall folk? Yeah. Is that what this is? Mall folk? A little bit. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Senor Trigger, who we have interviewed on here, is very much that. Like all of the members are under 25. I coined the phrase. I'm copywriting that. Mall folk. There you go. Come on, mall rats. Mall mice. Um, well, I'm, I'm thinking like mall emo, uh, you know. Um, I'm actually going to do a quick switch up of, All punk. of the playlist just because I think it'll flow sonically a little bit better. Uh, up next, I want to play a song by Mi Sobrino Memo, uh, which uh, th- you brought the song in. It's called Mi Desastre Favorito. Yeah. Um, this to me is kind of like, okay, so this is an artist who's like new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the song is pretty new. And so he's from Mexico City, but it's this very like twee pop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it like has like very true indie pop vibes. And I'm like, this is, this is my flavor. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But let's listen to that now again. This is Mi Sobrino Meno, Memo. The song is called Mi Desastre Favorito. And we'll be right back with more new music. No supe que, pero teníamos algo. Éramos tú y yo, tu vestido y mis manos. Yo cantaré tus rolas favoritas para verte sonreír y aquel amor absurdo, inefable e intenso no sé por qué pero me hacía feliz luego tú y yo tuvimos que arruinarlo tú por cabrona, yo por quererte tanto 
that last song we heard was uh, Silva de Alegria. Silva de Alegria, yeah. And uh-huh. the song uh, Primavera en la Guerra del Sonido. So that's like the spring of the war of sound. Correct, yes. And um, that was just beautiful. Yes. So you wow. were talking about twee folk pop. And I was just like, this reminds me of like early Denver, like the Denver that I fell in love with, like lo que quieras, like, you know, like that, you know, uh, uh, musica gramatica gimnasia. But just, if anything more enchanting, a little like bit, just the, just melodically, a little bit of like Bell and Sebastian, like it re- it's reminding me of like early thousands, very like twee, like, a, like early arcade fire, you know, there's something about it that is enchanting, as you say. And uh, Silva de Alegria is, um, I, I was, I was, you know, this song came out in May, and I was a little hesitant about bringing, actually, I think the song came out before that. The record, uh, which is actually called Primavera en la Guerra del Sonido, dropped in May. Um, and it's stunning. I mean, it's like, and it's like, he's so whimsical. The, the art, um, when I, I just did a quick write-up about it for Ramesca, it was like literally two sentences. Um, and I said like the artwork was, in my mind, it was inspired by Dr. Seuss. And he wrote me over Twitter. He's like, you actually got it spot on. When I worked with the artist to write, do the cover, he's like, that was, I was like, I want it to look like Dr. Seuss. And I was like, ah, um, and he's so, so funny. Like, I highly recommend everybody. Like, he's so fucking smart. It's, obnoxious um thank you more please i follow him on twitter and he like loves a good pun so that he he recently just tweeted beyond secada and like i just couldn't handle myself what that was him (laughs) i stole his i've been stealing that joke because it's so fucking good um but yeah and and again this record is beautiful it's stunning um again i wasn't sure if i wanted to bring this in because we've already been talking about it doing an interview on song mess um, so I was like, I, you know, you'll probably hear this song again because I'm obsessed with it. And we will uh, highlight it again. I also just want to go back to that Mi Sobrino Memo song. <laughs> okay, quick. so um, when I first heard it, okay, you guys know my Spanish is not great. But then it's I saw that like the video said like um, explicit lyrics or whatever. And I'm like, what? Really? I mean, I, it, yeah, I, a little bit. It, I mean, it's sweet, but it was fucked up. But it was kind of funny. Um, because he's like, you know, just like, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, we had like this beautiful relationship, something to that effect. And I was mm-hmm. like, la, la, we were together and we were so happy. And then you're such a cabrona, um, that you ruined it. And then like, you know, um, someday you're going to realize what you had with me. And it's just like, oh, so it's just harsh. It's really harsh. And, he, and he's like, me cagas. Like, I can't stand you. I can't stand you. I can't stand you because you know how much I like you. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I only, I mean, it's basically a Smith song. It's, it's so funny because of how wrong it is. It's a, it's very, again, fuck you, you stupid bitch. You came from hell and something like that. Like, it, it was so funny to me. Um, it must be in the delivery. I, I, again, because it does sound very sweet. Because you know, it sounds like a sweet song. It, it sounds like some Wes Anderson soundtrack yeah, shit. Super. And you know, I don't listen to lyrics. And and you were just like, you know, like I heard that the lyrics were fucked up. Can you just listen to this? And like, I had to like take a moment and zen my brain so that I could, you know, perceive what he was saying. And I was just cackling. It's so. It's again, it's funny in a wrong way. I, you know, I do not. You know, we do. We here at Songless. Do not uh, support, you know, shitting on other people uh, in maybe abusive or toxic ways via music. But uh, it was funny. I'm sorry. That shit was funny to me. Um, I'm actually a big fan of a a good fuck you song, actually. (laughs) That shit was funny to me, girl. (laughs) Um, And again, Silva de Alegria is great also. Um, uh, I want to play up next a song by La Doña. Uh, It's called Memorias Caramelas. 
Um, and I know that La Doña is this like emerging talent, I believe, out of LA, and she's kind of mixing like reggaeton. I brought with, this like, song in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she's from the Bay Area. Oh. And she has a background in um, like regional Mexican folk music. But it's like, it's mixed with like Urbano yes. in a way. She's doing something interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm almost on the line where like, does this really work? But actually I like her music because it's also very pop and uh, people are, she's pretty new and people are talking about her. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. I know that uh, Miha Management uh, is taking her under their wing. I don't know if she's signed with them yet or not, but the Miha Management, of course, is uh, is Doris Munoz, behind the force behind Cuco and like Jasper Bones and a lot of you know these these emerging uh, talents that we kind of like were shady to a little earlier. Um, yeah, well, La Doña <laughs> is also playing uh, tomorrow. Yes, at uh, Selena, Selena for, for something or other. Uh, well, fact. Um, shout out to Caliuchis wherever you are. Um, please take a multivitamin before hitting the stage. Um, and um, okay, uh, any any particular reason we're listening to the song other than it just being dope? It's her new one. Fantastic. Okay, so we're listening to Memorias Caramelas. This is by La Doña, uh, and we will be right back to wrap up this awesome, cute little new music episode. Dolor de muela y de corazón 
has a cold yes and i am a million years old which is why you're listening to the quiet storm <laughs> masterpiece theater the quiet mess <laughs> masturbates theater anyway um <laughs> so we just listened to amandita np las rds oh my yes um npr you ready to rumble I am absolutely, I'm ready to nap. Yes, very. Mood. Please. I'm ready to rest. We need, we need to wrap the show up, Bev. I'm ready to wrap this show up. NPR wrap the shit up. Uh, let's listen to what- NPR raps. Yo, M- yo, NPR raps. I'm going home. I'm uh, doing the full Annalise Keating gif and just grabbing my purse and walking out of this kitchen. All right, so anyway, that was Amandi Tita that we just listened to. The song is Pinche Amor. It's also one of her new tracks. Amandi Tita has been around for a while, but I just saw her live in concert, yes, and she was amazing. 
and I've been, I'd been hearing people talking about her. Uh-huh. The thing is, it was a big gap between her last album and her most recent one. Mm-hmm. And so she's making this big comeback. So she's new to me, and I am hype. And this song is featuring La Favi and El Licenciado. And if I'm not mistaken, El Licenciado is her husband, uh, whom uh, you might know from uh, his work with Mexican Dubwiser, from Kinky. Uh, he's the guy that always has like shades and like a, like a baseball cap with like some sort of gaudy oh, plaque on the front. Right on. So he has a, he has a very distinctive look and he's great. He's so Wait, fucking. I he, think he so might chill. have actually also been her. Uh, was this the guy who was performing her, with her? Yeah. Her um, accordion player. Yes. Oh my god. I believe he that's a licenciado. So much stage presence. Mm-hmm. First of all. Yeah. And second of all, shreds. Yep. The thing about Kinky is that everybody in Kinky is incredible. So like, yeah, that's him. Because when I was in the audience, everyone was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Kinky." Yeah, and if you and if you ever see Kinky live, I've somehow for some reason seen them a ton of times, very randomly. And like, you know, so the singer's great, and then like, you know, of course you have this guy with the accordion. He just has all the fucking pull. And the bass player of Kinky, he's like a full on cowboy because they're from Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And so like, he, and he like he 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 plays he slap plays the mm-hmm. bass and then he like moves around and he's like super first of all sexy second of all like um super stoic um and so but he also kind of like dance and jumps around and it's like what it's a little bit like cowboy flea from the red hot chili peppers i have got to see kinky live one day it's it's good it's a good show i'm, I'm like i don't i know one or two of kinky songs well, but like it's a good show i've never this, been bored this was also a good show together yeah. between the two of them they set the stage on fire uh, i mean I, I would imagine that she was probably the head Headliner of whatever event they, it was that they did. I am. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, she has she has songs about like, um, you know, women's rights and things mm-hmm. like that. And like a lot of the songs are like also just like uh, heartbreak, yeah. uh, streaming mascara songs and like uh, pinche amor. Yeah. And I love that because I could totally see her like doing. Um, uh, like a collaboration with Mon Laferte. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want that to happen. Yes. And just like, uh, I'm into this. Anarchumbia, I'm actually, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually pretty excited that she's getting, you know, some respect. Because like when I first heard of Amandititita, she was more of a meme. You know, she was very like Maria Daniela Susonido Lasset. It was like, oh, like, you know, she's funny. You know, and and like I mean, the beats were always good. And again, like Maria Daniela Susonido Lasser, but it was just like the lyrics were always so silly that I feel like not too many people were taking her seriously. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that she's out here and she's killing it. And like, I think the culture caught up with her. Absolutely, yeah. No, people was, are ready for Mandy Titi now. She was ahead of her time for sure. Now uh, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Um, I want again, I want to remind you all that this uh, this episode will kick off. Our Monterrey series, and we and Beverly and I are recording another episode that will kick off our New York series. Again, I'll, I'll uh, make sure to like we'll talk about it on that. Um, but yeah, so you know, again, these episodes are going to be back from uh, re- these interviews are going to be uh, from back in June, uh, but they're really really good. Again, we have good good stuff coming up. We have clubs. We have Eric Rincon, as I mentioned. Um, you know, Alexandrina, this great emerging Neo Perreo star, Tony Gallardo, lots and lots and lots of great interviews coming up. Um, Bev, before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you for your work, um, uh, social media, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Um, I am, uh, well, <laughs> yes. 
Okay, yeah. I'm um my main thing is uh DJ BB check mm-hmm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And really that's that's where you can go. Yeah. Um and if like uh you want to read my writing, uh Google me. Yeah. And you can find my articles wherever uh fine articles are sold. I mean, I would imagine now that you have a day job, day job, you'll probably be writing a little bit less, but every so often I'm sure words will appear, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just um I'm really glad that I don't have to write for money anymore. Mm. So actually what I, I want to do is like when I get the hang of having a day job again, um, spend some time like reading and thinking mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, try to level up. So stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, and the writing will come with from more love. So I think that'll be cool. I mean, there, w- there was always the love, but yeah. I was like the tired mom who like doesn't want to drive you to the mall. Yep, fair. Like, I still love you, baby, but mommy's tired. Mommy wants her, do- <laughs> mommy wants her medicine. Um, well, I will take this opportunity to remind you all that this is Song Mess, and you can listen to us on every uh, streaming platform. That's uh, Facebook. Facebook. Wow, girl. Maybe. Um, but that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you can find us on your favorite social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Songmess. Uh, you can email us directly at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. I love it when you guys make uh, suggestions or requests. Treat us like Top 40 Radio. Why the hell not? This could be K-Rock. Um, and um, uh, just to remind you, we have our weekly Bops playlist, always updated. Again, I update it literally every day, like when I see like a new song by so-and-so. Um, so I link to that in the show notes. Uh, everything that we mentioned uh, today will be linked in the show notes. Um, if you want to support us, uh, you can go on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a comment. I mean, these reviews help, you know, hopefully expand our visibility and audience. Um, I don't know if Spotify allows that, but if it does, please go ahead and give it. Um, and if you want to support us financially, uh, we have an online store that you can find at songmess.threadless.com. Uh, we have t-shirts, books, tasas, you know, lots of little things with our logo on it, uh, which was designed with the fabulous Chilean designer, Osvaldo Uribe. So, oh, and if you want some stickers and like maybe a little Latin indie swag, uh, send us your address at the email, at our email, yes, which is songmessmusic at gmail.com. Correct. And I will personally mail you some junk. And there's plenty of it. <laughs> um, well, we're going to wrap up uh, this awesome uh, new music episode with a song by Cariño. This is also not really their most recent uh, single. They actually have a newer one than what we're about to listen to, which is called La Bajona. Uh, we actually played Cariño in our last new music episode uh, when I brought in their song Bisexual. Uh, I have since confirmed that oh, they are yeah. queer. A.K.A. Uh, my theme song. Yes. And so that song came out at, towards the end of 2018. This song came out in June, I think, or July. It's a fantastic song. Again, it's one of my favorite songs from the year. I have it on like my little list of like end of year pitches and stuff. Um, and so what's really cool, so like I was talking to a friend who will remain unnamed uh, a little bit about Cariño, um, and he was telling me like, yeah, they're definitely queer. So two of them met on Tinder uh, on a date. like, And then they were like, okay, this isn't really going to pan out. Um, and so they're like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm starting a band. Oh yeah, cool. Like, you know, and then I love it. And then I think one of them met the other member on Tinder and then she's also a musician. And so basically all three, um, but I think one of them is, I think one of them is bisexual and that's where that song came from. Um, the other two, as far as I understand are lesbians. Um, and yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just like, oh sure, I get it. So like there is that beautiful queer energy, uh, in Cariño. And again, they're just fucking cool 
like they're just really cool chicks. Like I've been watching videos of their of them performing. I've been hearing rumors that they will be touching ground on the Americas soon. Uh, I know Mexico and maybe somewhere else. Who knows? Um, But so stay tuned for that. Cariño, Cariño Pop, as uh, you'll find them across social media. They're great. They're really exciting. And again, this song, La Bajona, is really fantastic. I'm really excited to close the show on this note. Um, Anything else before we go, Bev? Besos, Song Mesinos. Okay, this is uh, Yo Song Miss Raps. Um, the song is La Bajona. This is by Cariño. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao!